This is your boy Ty Asbury from Off the Top Rope, and we put the sizzle off the top rope Wednesday night live at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, and if you look at your, your Christmas stocking, you look down, you look down, and you pull out the gift that your boy Ty Asbury is about to give you a, no doubt, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales, makes her return to off the top rope to talk it up with your boy Ty Asbury. I must say, this lady is one of the best out there. And every time she comes on the show, you know it's going to be darn right sizzling. Check out off the top rope. The Queen of Saw Style, Miranda Morales, makes her. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to watch the best wrestling podcast around with some sizzle, it is off the top rope. Yeah, yeah. boy Ty Asbury and like I always say it's Wednesday night and you know what's going down Christmas ain't over on this episode because my live guest is a present especially to me that she is back on the show one of the best wrestling voices in the world she's one of my favorites and she's a podcast buddy to me as well from Lucha Central and the chairshot.com the queen of soft style Miranda Morales she's back in the, in the house live tonight. Miranda, what is up? Hi, Ty. I'm so excited to be back on the show. Thank you so much for the invitation, and hello to everybody out there. Yeah, we are live as live as can be, and I want to start by saying, the way we do it on the show, we got the comment section up here on the screen, so you got, you know, you want to ask her any questions about what she's up to, because we know she stays busy about Lucha Central and the chair shot. Just ask away any questions that you have for the Queen of Soft Style. Now, Miranda, I got to ask you up front, just flat out, Christmas is over with. Now, we know how busy you can be with all your wrestling content, the two associations you work for. Did you get a break? Yes, I've had a bit of a break. Uh, I recorded some uh, materials with uh, LuchaCentral.com. Just recently, we have recorded our end-of-year awards for the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast um, that is coming out uh, this week and next week where we highlight uh, the year that was in the world of Lucha Libre, uh, as well as an interview that we recorded with Lucha Underground alum Lil Cholo, uh, which we just uh, put out last week as well. So uh, we're staying busy with the content over the holiday season, but definitely got a break. We've been enjoying uh, the past week with uh, Christmas out of the way and now heading into the new year. Yeah, and, you know, it's crazy how fast, you know, 2021 is pretty much gone after yes. this week. But now – I, are you the type where I know you're really invested in your work, which is good. Now, over the holidays, when you were just you know having Christmas dinner and presents, were you kind of like 
looking at the content that you did, like, I got to look at this or that, or you just said, got to put it away. Like, are you, do you get like that? Um, I would say that sometimes ideas do pop out of nowhere. So that's probably where my head was at. Um, I was definitely more in a reflective state with thinking about all the interviews that I've been able to be a part of for LuchaCentral.com um, and kind of, you know, just, just going back to that and enjoying that and being appreciative of that. But I did get some time to just kind of Put, put it all away, not focus too much on recording on content on uh, all of that. I just kind of, you know, put the content out there, hope the people that, in, you know, enjoy it now. Um, and, you know, just try to try, try to enjoy this time myself. Well, like I said, I know you for a while now and we've done many podcasts together and I know for a fact that you're all about putting out the absolute best for your fans and, did you do things maybe with, you know, Lucha Central or the chair shot? Did you do, do things differently with them that were different that fans really liked that they hadn't seen before if that was the case, you know, over the past year? Yeah, I would say for LuchaCentral.com, like I said, I think my proudest accomplishment with the LuchaCentral.com this year was the various interviews that we did. Um, and it ranged from wrestlers to content creators. Um, and I really felt like that helped encompass what the bigger picture is in, in Lucha Libre. Lucha Libre is not only a form of wrestling, but it's also a, a cultural aspect uh, of you know, Latin America. Um, it's so really ingrained into, uh, you know, what is part of Latin American culture. And I think we did such a great job with that, with, you know, the interviews that we um, had this year, um, you know, interviewing wrestlers like Gino Medina and Zenshi, uh, Lil Cholo, uh, to content creators like Martin Carrillo with Wrestling with Unicorns, who uh, records, you know, all over the U.S. and highlights wrestling matches that so people get to see really all over the world. Um, to a podcast creator, Dan Fletcher, who put together his own uh, luchador drama podcast series. Um, and so I think that because we just hit such a varying degree of people, that was kind of my biggest uh, accomplishment. And I think what I'm more proud of and what I think made, you know, 2021 kind of unique for me, doing things differently and looking at a broader perspective of wrestling. Now, you, you do so much. I'm like, man, her resume is just like, was out. It's just like, just big. And I'm very proud of you for how you've gotten to this point. Your resume is just off the roof. What is, are you still doing the, the Miranda show? I haven't seen, are you, is how's, how's that going? Are you coming yeah. inside? That's still going on? Yeah, the Miranda, the hashtag Miranda show is still part of the Chair Shop Radio Network. Recording has been a little bit more challenging. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, as of late, just due to scheduling, uh, but I still record that pretty frequently with uh, my friend uh, and producing partner, uh, Greg DeMarco, um, who runs thechairshot.com. I'd say with uh, the Hashtag Miranda Show, one of the things I really focus on is when I get the chance to highlighting the local wrestling scene in Arizona, specifically a promotion that both Greg and I are part of called Impact Zone Wrestling. IZW. And one of my favorite episodes to do of the Hashtag Miranda Show when I get to do it about four times a year 
is our IZW review show. And that's when Greg and I go through the entire IZW card and highlight uh, the most recent show. We talk about matches. We talk about wrestlers, storylines, everything. And we also kind of peel a little bit behind the curtain too on how um, things come together. And for me, I really love, I, I really use the hashtag Miranda show too as a way to kind of just continue to share my love of independent wrestling and how, you know, it's brought in so much joy to me, um, but specifically IZW Impact Zone Wrestling that I have a, a very big soft spot for. So um, recording for the Hashtag Miranda Show is a little bit more sporadic, um, especially over the past few months, but uh, it is still occurring. And again, I, I definitely use it to highlight uh, IZW. Now, you talked about being in Arizona, really just really taking a really what you've been doing for a long time, the Arizona wrestling scene. Have have you with the you know the pandemic, which I'm sure we're all driving us all crazy, has the Arizona wrestling scene how how is that current right now? I mean, is it getting bigger or is it mm -hmm. has it been the same? Like how in your eyes, how do you see the Arizona wrestling scene currently right now? Yeah, I would say at this moment, the Arizona wrestling scene is bouncing back uh, and it has been for quite some time. But now we're starting to see a, kind of a surgence of a few new promotions coming up, as well as consistency from the promotions that have uh been able to return since the pandemic. Um, IZW Impact Zone Wrestling is one of them that have uh, was able to really continue and, and start up uh, in uh, late uh, 2020. Um, they had their first show back in November of 2020 and had been running a few times throughout 2021 um, in other promotions like Phoenix Championship Wrestling also uh, returned in 2021. So it was great to see some promotions that have uh, that got impacted by the pandemic um, to to return and you know be consistent and strong in 2021 um but there's some new promotions popping up as well um also board promotions which was one of the big uh lucha libre promotions in arizona brought back their shows in 2021 same thing with rockstar wrestling alliance so it's been great to see promotions come back up um but yeah it's definitely on the upswing um really great activity pretty much you know something for everyone in arizona which is uh something that i'm really happy to see arizona is not necessarily known as being a big wrestling uh state like nearby texas or california but there's a lot of great talent that makes their way through Arizona, that work in Arizona, that uh, perform in Arizona. So I'm hoping now that we get more eyes here in the promotions that are active. And that's a really cool thing that you're really trying to get everybody invested in that, the Arizona wrestling scene. Like you said, it's not really as big as Texas or, you know, California, but we all know how wrestling fans, some like the, the big leagues, AEW, WWE, and the independent scene. Like, what would you say to fans that are missing out on the independent scene to, to really start to you know keep an eye open for the indie scene? What, what would you say to, to fans around the world? Yeah. I would say independent wrestling is an awesome experience to be a part of live. You are so connected with what is happening in the moment in those matches. Um, you get invested in characters, in performers. 
you get invested in storylines and you really are part of a community. If any, you know, one of the first things that I noticed or that drew me as a fan wasn't even in wrestling, it was like college sports. And one of the things that I loved about college sports is how you felt really connected to your school. And I feel it's almost kind of a similar thing when you are an independent wrestling show, that is your place, that is your home. These are people who are living in your community, in your state, um, or even people who actively want to come and wrestle in your state to perform for you. And you just get so, you know, intrigued by everything that's happening. And if you love to see what's on your TV, imagine it happening right in front of your eyes. You know, imagine being at a venue and being able to see people wrestle and being literally uh, in the front row to be there for all the live action. And there's still such a demand uh, for independent talent. We still see lots of people in the independent scene make their way to impact to MLW um, and even, you know, to WWE. And so the people that you see in the ring now, maybe people that you will see in those bigger promotions, um, you know, in just a few short months or, or years. Um, yeah, especially AEW utilizes a lot of independent talent for dark and elevation. And I think it's such a cool thing, too, to see people who at one point were wrestling in your home promotion or in your state and then move forward in their career. It's such an awesome thing to kind of feel like you're you're part of their experience. And you really are as fans. We're really part of, you know, a professional's experience um, as they, you know, make their way to bigger uh, opportunities. Yeah, and AEW is really utilizing the local talent. And I just, I, I, it still really touches me the day that when I used to go to CCW in Philly, you know, John Moxley, I used to, he used to be like right there in front of me, like, man, he's an AEW now. And Adam Cole, who's just like taking it up a notch right now with, what he's doing in, in AEW and it's just a really cool thing. Like you said, how, especially the, maybe the promotions under WWE, they're really utilizing the local talent that passed through there. And it's just a really cool, I still think it's a cool time to be a wrestling yeah. fan because you have AEW, WWE going back and forth and MLW impact NWA. It's just, yes, we, we have like a buffet of promotions. You there. really do. And you know, I also want to say to everybody watching live, Miranda said the best. The things that are happening in front of you right now, one thing that's happened right now in front of all of us live is Miranda Rallis is live on off the top room, making her return to the show. So as I've said before, she's one of my favorite voices in wrestling. So send the comments, anything you want to do. Thanks everybody for watching this episode live right now, tonight on this Wednesday night. Now, Miranda, I'm sure you've probably, I think what we all do with podcasting, announcing, we learn every day. You know, it don't matter what you do, you keep learning and learning and learning. What did you learn about yourself in wrestling? Could it be something new that, that called on to you to put more into your craft? It could be for your show, your Lucha Central or the Chair Shop. What, what did you learn about yourself over this past year? That's such a, it's a good question. Um, I know for me, one of the 
bigger kind of milestones in my career was a little bit more on the um, ring announcing side. And I got to venture into announcing uh, Lucha Libre matches and announcing in Spanish and utilizing some of my Spanish knowledge, which for people, you know, who, who may not know that, um, you know, Spanish is a language that I, I know, but I have such stage fright when I speak it, even just to somebody one-on-one. So to now do it live in a ring where everyone can hear me and can point out kind of all the flaws, um, that was a very big accomplishment for me this year is to, you know, play around with announcing in another language. And so I think for me, it was my ability, which I do feel too that I learned is how to craft an uh, announcement, how to craft an intro is something that I've been able to utilize both in as a ring announcer, but also in interviewing um, with LuchaCentral.com. And I think that I kind of maybe underestimated how myself and how to really um, craft an intro. Uh, That's something that I grew in. That's something that I continue to enjoy doing. And I feel like, um, you know, the, the extra effort that you put in finding those little details about someone and adding it to an introduction um, or, you know, just trying to play around with uh, information to really craft the best introduction that you can. That's something that I learned a lot about. And even just the differences in announcing American style versus Lucha Libre. And Lucha Libre, it's a lot more elaborate where in American style, it's your straightforward weight, height, uh, location, moniker. And, you know, in Lucha Libre, it's much more about your lineage, you know, uh, where, where you're from, um, all, all of the monikers, all of the names, you know, it's much more grandiose and less about, you know, the hard facts. And so that's something that I uh, really you know, I'm still learning about and trying to embrace. Um, but I think I've also then taken that into how I craft my introductions for Lucha Central, uh, because I am, I take kind of your duty on the Lucha Central weekly podcast. I introduce our interview guests and I've really taken a pride in being able to craft great introductions to help set up, you know, who we're going to interview and talking about, you know, where they've wrestled from um, or where we've seen them, um, any interesting facts uh, about them. And we constantly, you know, gotten some really great feedback from our interview ease about that. And I think it helps make us stand out, you know, that we really do our, our research and we really try to go in prepared. Um, and I feel like that's something I've been able to leverage yeah, in both the ring announcing and the podcasting side. Well, I, one thing that touched me, you mentioned that, you know, stuff that you've gotten from me about, I think you just mentioned about opening up about the talent. So I do that all the time. And I, if you saying that about me, that you got that from me, I really, appreciate that and people who you know are watching the show that want to do this definitely like Miranda said do your research base it around you know the talent and they, they really you know appreciate that when you put that into your craft and presentation now Miranda when you were doing in Spanish the announcement commentating before you went through the curtain were you like I'm sure you were chilled but were you just like do you ever get that thing like Hey, we're doing this. Like how? Yeah, I always, I always get nervous, you know. And I kind of have like a, 
you know, resting bee face a little bit where people will look at me and they're like, are you okay? Are you mad? And I think I'm just so stoic, just trying to kind of get myself together um, when I, before I announce. And I definitely am a fast talker when I have a lot of energy. So I tend to start off a little fast when I do my first set of introductions and announcements and welcomes because I just, that's how my energy translates. It's in kind of my fast pace speaking. Um, I definitely sometimes I'm like, what am I what am I doing? Um, the nerves always get me in some capacity. Um, I think for me, when it came to announcing in Spanish, it was more uh, trying to practice and repeat, you know, and trying to get things right, um, whether it was just pronunciation of words, my tone, um, just trying to do that. And so sometimes that almost takes away from any anxiety, but also adds anxiety because I'm focusing on these little tiny things that I'm trying to get right. Um, and, you know, sometimes little mistakes happen and those things too, I just try to, to work through and uh, learn from um, when, you know, I, I slip and maybe I didn't pronounce something right or I didn't say it in the way that I wanted to or I felt like I went too fast. Those are all learning aspects for me um, that I try and... Um, you know, just try to appreciate and try to, you know, move through. But yeah, I always, always get nervous. Uh, even now before starting, mainly before starting a show, you know, that very first going through the curtain, starting uh, and welcoming people to a wrestling show. I definitely, it's always going to be nerve wracking for me. I don't think I'll ever not be nervous for it. I, I think after, I'm sure, I mean, if you're announcing or interviewing, even podcasting, I'm sure you get nervous doing that. We do a podcast. I mean, I'm sure you, you know you, you get nervous when you want you you go on and do what you have to do. But I really think it's just the excitement and, and you love doing it. I think that's yes. what's the main thing about it is that you know you you love doing it. And one thing you should really understand is that what you're doing, I mean, you're commentating in Spanish, you're doing this and that. Not many people can do what you're doing, so you should always take that in stride and really be happy about that. Yeah, thank you. No, it's it's I I definitely feel really fortunate to to do this what I still do, you know. I'm I I've been announcing now for 4 years and I think that any time you've been in something, but especially in wrestling for any period of time, you go back and forth between kind of measuring yourself up and seeing how far you should be in a certain amount of time and in the same wavelength, you know, um appreciating what you have and I feel like I don't I, I sometimes focus too much on maybe what I have left to do or what I want to do and what I haven't done and all of these things other than just being appreciative of, of the moment and how far and the learning experiences that I've had and so that's something that I you know I, I feel like a lot of people in wrestling do that because there's some people who get into the business right away and are able to just skyrocket you know, success into whatever platforms they're looking for. And then there's other people who it takes longer or it takes years, you know. And so because of the variance in time with people and how and what they do in that time, I think it's very easy to kind of try and measure yourself up. But everyone's journey and experience is very different. And that's what I'm just really trying to uh, appreciate and understand more. Now, I'm going to pull up this clip because, like I said, you're also you're, you're just learning, doing announcing more, but you're also teaching and helping out 
the second generation of tomorrow after, you know, when, when you retire and leave the game. So I'm going to pull up this clip. Now, on your Facebook, somebody said this about you on your Facebook page. I got this. I had to take this quote off. When I saw this, I was like, man, she's really doing big things. I mean, giving seminars, and I had to pull that up and put that on the show because I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Well, you know, so that that is a message from a fan, Kelby Klein, um, out here in Arizona. So that wasn't a literal seminar. So I, I have not done any real seminars, but um, that's his way of kind of um, – you know, kind of jokingly talking about what's, you know, happening around. And so that's a phrase that he likes to use. Um, so no, uh, no seminars. But one thing I did do this year, which was such an experience for me is I have started to work with people getting into announcing and I've done that in Phoenix Championship Wrestling um, where now I am working with two other uh, announcers um, uh, Carlos and Jacob, Carlos Lewis and Jacob East. Um, and they are part of the Arizona Pro Wrestling Training Center. And Carlos is uh, much more of like a host, you know, type of uh, person who has done interviews um, and uh, kind of helps announce um, makes announcements with me during the show. And then Jacob East is a ring announcer, um, both for uh, Phoenix Championship Wrestling and Impact Zone Wrestling. And I've been able to kind of work with them and get them acclimated to announcing and hosting and sharing any information that I could give, but also having an announced team, which is very, very cool um, to have. And I always appreciated people who kind of gave me that insight and let me work with them and to now be able to kind of do that for people just getting into announcing and hosting is a very, very cool experience. Like I said, the, the, the queen of soft style is always busy doing so many, many things in wrestling and you just keeping it going full stride and 2022 big things, you know, going to make them happen. And just like I said, just keep doing what you're doing and that's what you're exactly doing. The biggest thing you're doing in wrestling is like you're networking on the job. And that's a really good thing, especially in wrestling. Yeah. I, and I think it's networking is big, you know, in, in general, but I think it's just your demeanor too. you know, always just putting a professional foot forward, um, always just keeping focused on what the task at hand is um, when I am. And, and that can feel, you know, maybe uh, could be hard for handle for, for some people, you know, uh, but when I'm doing interviewing, I really focus on the interview and, you know, whether that's backstage interviewing or podcast interviewing, you know, I really focus on that. And when I'm announcing, I'm, I'm focusing on that. So it's just keeping that demeanor and keeping focused on what you're doing in that moment. And if people can see how well that translates in other areas, that's amazing. But I also try not to, uh, you know, throw, I, I jokingly will throw out when I do interviews, how I'm an announcer, but I never try and leverage that for an opportunity. It's just one of those things that I just happen to also do. Um, and, and, and same thing when I'm ring announcing, you know, if there's an opportunity to interview, that's great, but I never try and force it. And I think that's been, um, something that, uh, at least for me works, you know, and that's how I kind of, um, will, will network is just, you know, get to a role that I've been asked to do based off of that. And if there's value in me doing other roles with either a 
you know, promotion or with a website, then that's great as well. Now, speaking of which, we're talking, we've talked about many wonderful organizations tonight that you've you've done a lot for and will continue to do as we head into the new year. Now, these two wonderful organizations, now heading into 2022, what would you say about each one that probably you could say from, you know, if you have an opinion to give about each big things coming into uh, next year about these two wonderful organizations that you uh, work for? Yeah. Uh, well, the Chair Shot Radio Network is going strong. Um, I am proud to be a part of the Chair Shot Radio Network through the Hashtag Miranda Show and the Greg DeMarco Show. I think that in 2022, it's, you know, just more of being us, which is really refreshing. Um, being able to work with Greg DeMarco and Patrick O'Dowd on the Greg DeMarco Show, that's been my longest running project now going on, gosh, I think three years um, and so continuing to really be part of that trio is wonderful and amazing and continuing just kind of the randomness and silliness that we do uh, as part of the Greg DeMarco show and the hashtag Miranda show. Uh, I feel like I'm still continually evolving and finding my voice in the hashtag Miranda show. And I think this year too, it was a lot of, you know, fighting for what was important to me. Um, and again, still utilizing it to cover uh, independent wrestling is a, a big thing that I want to do um, even a little bit more in 2022 with the hashtag Miranda show. I feel like being able to use my platform to discuss something that's really important to me um, is something I really want to do more of with the hashtag Miranda show. So uh, it can be kind of niche, but you know, that's something that you kind of risk when you are doing anything in content but i know at the end of the day it's all about what you're really really passionate about and, and independent wrestling here in arizona is something that i'm really really passionate about so i hope to incorporate that more in the hashtag miranda show but the cheer shot radio network is doing um wonderfully with lots of amazing podcasts and content each and every day um so the cheershot.com and the cheer shot radio network is only going to grow um in visibility i i believe in 2022 and with luchacentral.com really the big thing that i'm looking the most forward to is uh expo lucha which will be held in philadelphia uh june 11th and 12th that's going to be uh part of mass republic is hosting it which is also um kind of the host of, of luchacentral.com and that is something that i am planning to be at for Expo Lucha with my uh, podcast partners as well, Brendan Barr and Dusty Murphy. So we're really hoping to be able to use that uh, experience in Expo Lucha to interview uh, wrestlers, to do an episode of our podcast, uh, to be a part of the Expo uh, uh, Lucha Expo experience uh, live. And, um, you know, there's matches, there's signings, there's panels, there's so much happening at Expo Lucha. Um, that I'm just so, so looking forward to it. So that's going to be really, I think, the big thing coming um, in 2022 for uh, the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast is, cr fingers crossed, our ability uh, to all be together at Expo Lucha in June. Well, I'm, I'm like, I'm just uh, getting like the, the excitement chills. So I'm really excited for everything, all the wonderful opportunities coming your way in 2022. I think being in Philly in June, 
me being from the Philly area, I think I'm going to have to take my butt and make a trip down to uh, near Philadelphia. Yeah, Expo Lucha, yeah, June 11th and 12th. Uh, tickets are available um, online um, through Expo Lucha on social media, MassRepublic.com, LuchaCentral.com has links to it as well. Um, but, yeah, you have Lucha Libre matches, um, talent announcements all the way from, you know, these uh, Cruiserweight ECW legends like Psychosis and Super Crazy. Um, you have uh, the NWA World Tag Team Champions, Michael Wolf and BCS 666 already scheduled to appear. A huge amount of talent that are scheduled to appear um, in Expo, uh, Expo Lucha. Uh, so, I, you know, and it's just a, a wrestling convention with a big, big twist to it. <laughs> now, Miranda, you know, you come on my shows, I always got to put you on the spot for something. I'm sure you, you, you've you've wanted to put me in the headlock many times about that. So I, I got to put you on the spot again. In this segment, I call, you know, damn Ty, that's pretty good. So you ready for the question? Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. So in, in, in the Queen's mind, pick a killer AEW match you love to commentate, put a match together. You, you would commentate. You'd be there, you and JR. If you could have two people or a tag team. Currently, the roster, what, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, there is the natural Lucha Bros versus Proud and Powerful that I would love. I don't know if I could keep up with the fast-pacedness that I would imagine this match would have, but I would love, 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 you know, to commentate uh, for, I think, too, on the women's side. Gosh, any... Any Thunder Rosa match, too. I feel like this idea, I mean, what we may see in the finals of the uh, TBS title yeah. tournament, maybe Thunder Rosa and um, uh, Ruby Soho. I mean, yeah. like, gosh, like that would that would be amazing as well. Those are kind of my the, the two that really stand out to me. Well, Thunder Rosa, she's like at the pinnacle of women's wrestling. Miranda yeah. Morales. She's at the pinnacle of you know women's you know wrestling announcing. So you know, yeah. <laughs> you heard going very you know, very kind, too <laughs> kind. Now of course I want to ask from one to ten, would you come back on the show and party it up again on the show from one to ten? Oh yeah, ten, 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 ten. ten. And uh, mo- mostly as we go into the new year. What's up next for you? People who missed the, you know, missed the, you know, pretty much the half hour of the show. You remind everybody what you're up to heading up, you know, in 2022 and next week and so forth. Yeah, no, um, the next, uh, Promotion I'll be working for is Phoenix Championship Wrestling uh, in January, January 15th. Um, I think that is the date. Uh, but yes, it's a Saturday. Um, and that is uh, the next Phoenix Championship Wrestling show in Mesa, Arizona. Tickets are still available. Um, as well as Impact Zone Wrestling, IZW hosts Monster on Saturday, February 26th. So those are our, my next few shows lined up, um, as well as still doing the weekly uh, podcast for Lucha Central Weekly. That still comes up about every Friday, Saturday on LuchaCentral.com. And of course, the Hashtag Miranda Show and the Greg Marco Show come up on Wednesdays. 
on the chairshot.com. So uh, very podcast heavy still in the beginning of the year. Announcing is still, um, uh, you know, pretty, pretty vibrant as well. Uh, I'm hopeful that the schedule will pick up as well in the new year uh, with more promotions and more uh, opportunities as well. What, what can you say? And the tagline for tonight's episode is, I just want to announce that, I'll say it again, one of the best wrestling voices in wrestling up to common, the, the voice of wrestling for Arizona. She, she's the host of the Terrorshot.com, Lucha Central, the Miranda Morales show. She does it all. The queen of soft style, Miranda Morales, was my guest live tonight on Off the Top Rope Wednesday night with your boy Ty Asbury. And Miranda, I got to say, God bless. Proud of you. Just keep the wheels moving and get them demos out, demo videos to WWAW because you, 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 you. And um, you're always welcome back on Off the Top Rope with your boy Ty Asbury. Thank you, Ty. So happy to be back. Thank you so much. I truly have, you know, valued uh, your friendship, your mentorship, your insight. Uh, I'm just so excited for you and Off the Top Ropes for heading into 2022. I just want to announce that, of course, if you want the best sizzling wrestling podcast, you just got it. Off the top row with your boy, Ty Asbury, my live guest tonight was Miranda Morales. We are out of here. Peace out. Have a great night. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to watch the best wrestling podcast around with some sizzle, it is Off the Top Rope.